Come travel down the roots, past the tangled webs we weave, to find a place of flux, lessons of the in-between. Here we gather, one and all, to hear the secrets in the wall, an ear against the plastered surface, minds left open, serving purpose. your co-ghosts Joey Torval and Chris Ashburn. Special guest appearances by Singing to the Lost. That is the thing. I am not a shining beacon. I do not guide. Thudding of blackened wings foretelling death. Blood-weaving entrails. Blood-soaked prophetic weaving. What entails within those entrails? A savage lust. You would demote us, sanitize us, saw down our vicious edges, battle stance to nothing, a lover's grip. We are befallen. We are fate and death. We are the bone jaw snapped closed. A heavy gurgle of man's last utterance. Nothing so fragile. Wingless you would make us. Break us. Torment us. We are befallen. We are fate and death. Welcome back. This is episode two, folks. So last month we were talking a little bit about rest and how rest is still doing something actively. It's not a, a waste, so to speak. And that is pretty much where we left off. So I'm going to let uh, us kick right back in, having set the tone with Joey's lovely poem again. And, uh, you know, do our thing, as we do, Fluxling style. There's this big lesson that I really feel is probably non-orientated because it cycles again. Um, but there's been this theme, and this has been happening to me for a while, and I know it's been happening to other people, and I'm hugely resistant to rest, to the point where I've worked myself <laughs> to Understatement. I, I've worked myself to <laughs> where like I had double ear infection to force me yeah. to rest and resting is not something I do well and by not do well I mean I suck at it um when I play games I'm playing games which mirror who I am in life so it's like goal orientated quest orientated you know collecting things orientated um and I just suck at resting fortunately there's a few good tv shows recently which have meant that i have sat my ass down and rested yes um, and just watched that but generally speaking i get very bored in my mind if it's like i if i'm not in the right mood to go and have a bath and do nothing else i'll get bored in there and i'll be like i could be doing this and this and this and this and this and, that, and it's like brain shut up no um 
And it feels but like could be doing and should yeah. be doing and <laughs> would benefit to be doing are all yeah. three very different things. Uh-huh. But there's definitely been this theme of how we've all been conditioned to believe that if we are resting, then we're lazy. It's very interesting, and it's been addressed by a few different places recently, that human beings need rest and recreation time. Yeah, it's and like it a used- computer that never gets to defrag itself. Like, you yeah. know, it stops running smoothly. And there was this thing about, I've talked about this recently, um, I think we might have touched on this before in the other podcast, I'm not sure, or maybe it was in the Fluxling Castle, so forgive me if we have, but there was this idea about like the, the expressions of the human soul, like dancing and painting and drawing, all of that mm. being made into like, you needed to be a master of that in order to do those things. Mm. And at some point, all human beings were doing those things for recreation for play, for pleasure, for expression. It it wasn't that you had to be quote-unquote good at it and you didn't have to master it. And you said recreation in your accent. I just Mm -hmm. want to point out, Americans say recreation and we think of it as being like, you know, just playful and blah, blah, blah and like wasting time. But in Mm -hmm. your accent, it becomes recreation. It's taking something and re-spinning it. Mm -hmm. It is actively, you know, doing something. By not doing something, you are doing something. It's making yourself open to recreate. Language shifts, everybody. <laughs> Language shifts. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't we glad that there's a very English person's being <laughs> Well, I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's because you're selling my sound bites on eBay. That's, that's why you are. <laughs> I mean, you know, I also enjoy you, but yes, sound. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely I don't have them, but still. <laughs> there's definitely a demonization of rest though, yeah. and of of not being pre- and it's interesting because it's when you are not being of service to other people rather than being of service to yourself. Yeah. Because think about it. When you're in downtime, who are you being of service to? Yourself. And then that's been demonized. Mm-hmm. Because that's selfish then, or you don't have to. And time. I just want to say, like, there's a line between, like, being irresponsible <laughs> and mm-hmm. rest, okay? Like, you are allowed to serve yourself as well. I like, think we just every person in the spiritual community I've ever met, know? those struggles, <laughs> like, I've barely ever met anybody in the spiritual community who... Like, barely ever. I've known one or two, but barely ever have I known people in the spiritual community who just don't bother because they can't be asked, and then they excuse it. Like, most people I've ever met in the spiritual community the other way who never take them out. Like, let's take, like, uh, mental illness stuff into a second, right? So, people getting um, depression, right, and and anxiety, and then they they go, like, kind of bedridden, basically. Like, they don't want to... Yeah, they shut down. Yeah. Right, they shut down. And so we see that uh, outwardly, like I don't, but, you know, society sees that as them, like, perpetually resting. Like, all they're doing is resting. They're just laying there sleeping. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, they're not resting at all, and that's the problem. Well, they're recovering. Yeah, well, and they've got, well, so when you have anxiety and depression, anxiety is too busy yelling at you to mm-hmm. get shit done because things are going to happen, doom, doom, doom. And mm-hmm. then depression is too busy going, oh, look how worthless you are because you haven't done anything, doom, doom, doom. 
And mm -hmm. it's like, have you ever tried to rest with two people yelling at you the whole time? You mm -hmm. can't do it. It's not resting. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes we associate activity with doing, and that's not always what doing is. Doing is being. I've searched up the etymology before, and I'm pretty sure it was in our very first podcast ever. Um, mm, full circles. Yeah. And uh, it is, it's, the, it's being. It's the act of being. Yeah. And anxiety and depression put you in, like, past and future and not now. And so that is a really good example of, like, someone may outside look, oh, they're not doing anything, but actually they're doing a lot. Hmm. They are doing a lot. And that is just another example of sort of, like, our perception being challenged. What we see is no longer the only thing that is, and it never was. And our society is being challenged by that in a lot of ways. Look at the LGBTQ community. That's coming up too. What you see may not be or who they are. You know, we've got like pronoun stuff coming up and things like that. And it's always been there, but it's, it's getting emphasized right now, society-wise. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the what I was saying. are like, oh, those walls? Like, yeah, breaking it down. Yep. It's not a book. A book is not to be judged by its cover ever. Well, there's also this hubris thing that happens in with that energy. It's like you think that you have the right to define somebody else. Why? There's that feeling. Like, like the people who put themselves up on some kind of different platform to everybody else. Like, I have the right to tell someone who they are. No, you don't. You have the right to listen and shut the fuck up. <laughs> so we all have that right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is like, and, and, you know, again, like I'm mortal and I do all of this as well and, and find myself having to correct myself because I'm making snap judgments on things or assumptions and like it's human and it's a process and you work on it. Um, but I think that's the point. That's, you know, the norms. That's creating fate. That's um, doing, being, processing, experiencing learning and you can't learn unless you also listen yeah you can't learn unless you're willing to go deep to to delve into things <sighs> and what happens when we delve deeper to us to other people to this spiritual ecosystem to our environment, what ripples do we put out into the world when we are willing to delve into who we are? So here's an interesting little tidbit of a story. Um, quite early on when I was on YouTube and things, I had somebody who used to come after me for only talking about myself in terms of spirituality, and they were calling me uh, um, selfish and blah, 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 and insulting me. And I was like, who else do you want me to talk about? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want me to speak for to, to make out that I have a clue about everybody else's feelings? Like, I can empathize with people, but that's about the limits of it. I, I've always said we don't fully understand other people. We don't, and we can't. It's not possible. We do the best that we can to empathize, to relate, to connect, to understand. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you're never going to fully comprehend someone else because you've not 
lived in their skin. You've not experienced what they have. You're not them in the way that they process and feel and act and think. So there's definitely this highly individualized yet connected vibe that comes through the norms. Like your experiences are entirely valid and and they're yours. Every sort of, you know, web thread is woven in. Um, Yeah. That was weird. Like every, every thread is woven in, every line is important, but together they make the net, they make the web. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's without one, there's a gap. Yeah. You know, macrocosm, microcosm simultaneously. Yeah, definitely. And that's what you're creating. So when we're thinking about what it is we're creating, that's what we're creating. We're creating the web of weird under the norms. Yeah. That's it's what we're creating. One, one in three. Yeah. Chris is pulling a face right now. <laughs> yeah, because Joey and I have channeled that a long time ago. Yep. <laughs> It all connects. <laughs> that noise. You're welcome. <laughs> well, all right then. It's a strange old one. Yes. And now for a song break. Look, you know the song breaks at this point. Always. You know that's what you come Always. here. I swear that's what people come here to listen to. It's like, yeah, the, yeah. the educational flux stuff is great, but where's the silly well, and the singing? They want to hear about the uh, the fluxling uh, stripper squirrel that we have. Yeah, and boobs um, and balls and butts. And, and the overlords of the sea also. Yes. Uh, yes. The tentacles. That's, that's a whole joke in fluxing. <laughs> yeah. The member. That's that's my fault. I started that and now it has grown out of all yes. proportion like the giant kraken that's going to take us all over. Kraken. Anyway. Um speaking of, they are incredibly smart and they can fit through anything. They are adaptable as well. They can they're quite alien actually. Yeah. And live in dark spaces. Yeah. So they're quite, they, they might be the mascot for the Norns this month. Like I could kind of see that. They also kind of go with things, right? Like, so, uh, they're curious. We were talking too. with Joey too about like knowing when the time is right and like timing things and, and sort of things falling together and like, as opposed to like making them happen, you know, letting them happen and that kind of thing. Mm. And, um, and like they can like fit anywhere. Yeah. And they're very smart. They'll observe and then wait for when the time is right and then do something like like escape their their like little aquarium thing or like yep. take the cameraman's camera or like like they they are very intelligent and they will wait for mm-hmm. when the time is right. And it doesn't matter like what something else wants them to do or what else, you know, they they just know. Mm-hmm. And they there's feel the current waiting. There's something in that. Yep. There's something in feeling the current there and like mm-hmm. delving in and kind of listening and waiting and lying in, in that sort of that stillness spot, that limbo spot, that threshold, if you will, to see mm-hmm. where the journey takes them from there and to, to wait and sort of hold the vision first, mm-hmm. then step forward. Would we say then that intuition is the gift of the norms? Mm. that feeling of the current there's that that observation from the rational mind but also the intuition to know 
Um, and then between those two pillars, choice. Mm. So between the rational and educated mind, if you like, and then the subconscious psyche intuitive sense. Almost sort of like a chariot card. Yeah. Where choice would be the center. The middle point. Yeah. Between those two things. And, And sometimes, you know, intuition is stronger in situations and sometimes what we've learned along the road is more strong in our decision-making process, but ultimately all decisions are a mixture of these things because if we only went with what we'd learned, right, we would never grow because we'd never go yeah. outside our own comfort. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Joey and I could have literally been like, okay, so let's research Norns and look at all the mythology and then come on here and, like, read them verbatim and tell you, like, bulleted points and here's their favorite colors and blah, blah, blah. But, like, oh, would God. that be... experiencing and feeling them or would that be you know analyzing them and you want to sit with your fingers in this pie come on right we we stick your fingers stick your fingers in the pie (laughs) sorry that got weird anyway it it got a bit hostile really (laughs) do it do it girl but anyway um no i do think that there is there's an importance to sitting with it and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't want to do that. They don't want to, like, like for instance, frequently, and I was just talking with someone about this earlier today, like, frequently people don't want to just, like, Google it. Just Google it. Hey, that's weird. A bird, like, dived for my head. Hey, it was a blue jay. I should Google that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Metaphysical meaning. Blue jays. Go. <laughs> like, little things. And it's, it's so simple that we just don't take the time to do it. Or like, scry a book, open up a book. You want to learn something today? You want to expand yourself? Go to the bookshop, go into that section, any section, pagan section. You can go into myth stuff. You can go into history, anything, whatever. Art, whatever. You go, you pick up a book intuitively, you flip it, you let the pages fall, you stop, you read whatever it is. You just learned something. Mm. You just expanded your practice. Let it fall where it needs to and mm. absorb and then act. That might well be a challenge for the month. Guys, go do that for everybody, not just for yeah. things. Yes. It's a challenge for everybody. All the peoples. Everyone. Yeah, and also if you guys don't follow us, we have a Facebook uh, for What the Flux podcast, and you guys are welcome to follow us on there. And if you've done this, uh, comment on there and let us know on our timeline like how it worked for you. What did you learn? Maybe we can share the knowledge. Or you're welcome to come share it on either mine or Chris's Facebook pages as well. Yeah. Either on the chrisashburn.com Facebook page mm-hmm. or on the Sorry I Supplies Facebook page. You're more than welcome to come comment on either of those and we and yeah. uh, tag What the Flux in it or just say What the Flux. That's fine too. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love Let to hear. Let us know how you got on. Let's start a learning train. That's the most sign. How did we manage to bring earth sign structures? You snuck earth sign structure in. You're in trouble. The norns are coming for your ass. Hey, ah, hey, no. There isn't a structure. Everybody's finding random things. Shh, Joey, don't blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to hide from the norns. Good luck with that one. I can just see, like, three eyebrows raised in unison, like, one to three. Uh, well, four if you can, Hills. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, so there is a stream of information that mm -hmm. we live in, not being thrown at us. We live in it. We swim in it daily. We feel it daily. We sleep in it. We bathe in it. We talk to people in it. We eat in it. It's, it is we constantly around us. There is, yeah, and it's not something where it's like, oh, I have to wait for a sign. Like, you are the sign. It exactly. is all the sign. And when you think about that, and then you realize that you can pluck anything from that and go, all right, let's look at this then. That's when the fun begins. So is then divination a tool of the norms? If oh, I would say so. If, if intuition is a gift from the norms, I, then divination. I think they're very big on like augury. Like the, oh, yeah. the idea of just like everything being uh, the potential to divine. I mean, what are they in essence other than that? Well, they're infused into everything. So at mm -hmm. any given moment, you have the opportunity to connect to divinity within yourself, within that tree, within the signs, within the clouds. Everything is um, a moment of potential of discovery, of learning. I mean, we can even take it down to like, are you having trouble keeping your earphones in right now while you're listening to us? Perhaps you're not listening to something that someone's trying to tell you. Mm. Or um, right. something that's been happening a lot lately is physical manifestation of spiritual illness. Like, so you're getting a, you're getting like a pain in the knees, in the joints. Um, it's a sign of something. It can be a sign. Do not ignore medical advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely like get checked out. But yeah, but it yeah, can also like be a stiff neck sign or something. Stiff yeah. Neck not unwilling to turn your head, unwilling to look at something from another perspective or another person's yeah, perspective. Yeah, not looking up. Mm -hmm. Not looking up is a big thing. Shoulders hurting, weight of the world on your shoulders. Are you feeling burdened? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. I do think that there's manifestation there. I also, you know, of course, think as Joey has also stated, like medical is good and needed and should still be checked out. Um, of course. Not a replacement, but they nope. work alongside each other very well. It does not As all things norms, all things within all things, mm -hmm. utilize everything in your toolbox. You yes. are not a one-spanner kind of person. And when you think about that everything in your toolbox is literally everything, that's a big-ass toolbox. You have a lot yeah, of right. things to use. Exactly. Nothing is impossible. Just need the right tools. Mm -hmm. This got weird as an analogy. <laughs> norms and tools is a weird analogy. <laughs> I it works, but it's weird. Someone to draw them with construction hats, but mm -hmm. I would not wish that fate on anyone. And <laughs> <laughs> diggers around the yeah. earth. So. <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna get smoked. That's that's what's about I, to happen. <laughs> like I didn't draw it. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we just. We just put it out there as an idea, right? You're all, yeah. The norns are all about ideas. Ideas. Some of them aren't winners, but we're all mm. about ideas. <laughs> Truth. So what have we not said about the norns? Well, there definitely is this energy of conceptualization that just comes through. I mean, I know we're joking about the idea of drawing them with diggers, but there's definitely this, this conceptualization energy that happens with the norns like anything you can imagine 
you can create and alchemize that from the moment of pop in your head. So the minute that live wire creates something in your mind, right, the minute that spark of intuition and the brain starts creating, the moment something that is conceptualized in your mind, that immediately has the potential to become all things. And that gives you this beautiful power of creation that you have within your own self. And your body is the conduit of that. So if your if your mind is a reflection and also connected to the spiritual ecosystem at all times, then your mind is like the root systems of, of Yudrasil, which mm-hmm. is the norms. So at any given point, you have all their gifts flowing through your mind, the way that neurons fire, thoughts are created. It's this incredible, beautiful ballet within your own mind, which is reflected in the universe around you right so like that's like planets being birthed into being (laughs) chris is pulling cards and and distracting me from my line of thought and i'm if you don't do that in the rocky horror show voice i'm disappointed by the way and (laughs) and so conceptualization with norms is definitely something because there's that incredible mystery that what comes before the moment of the idea and then something is birthed into being. So it's that liminal void space what norns inhabit right before the moment where something explodes. There's into sort being. of a charge moment. Yeah. And we've been talking about that for a few months now, actually, in FER, the uh, flux energy reading that we do weekly for the podcast members. And we've been talking about the idea of, like, there's a moment of sort of, like, static energy where you can decide whether it's going to be excitement or anxiety, and it's a very small moment, but it's sort of that that liminal space where, like, the potential is decided. And depending on, like, if you can catch it and how you use it and, like, you know, everyone's individual point with things, obviously, um, Mm. it can be used in magic, like, very well. Um, And that reminds me of that point like what you're talking about now is that like that moment just before the fool jumps just before Mm -hmm. uh you know he's been pushed to the edge but he hasn't yet jumped it's there's sort of like a and or decided to trust fully either there's this like but what if Mm. there and it's scary but it's also exciting and it's sort of it's the openness it's vulnerability it's unfolding it's expansion mm. happening. Mm. Sort of a vacuum effect, isn't it? It's fascinating. I'm just like sitting with it, seeing what comes. And it's, it's just a huge silence thing comes when I try and mm-hmm. fixate on it because it's like it's not one of these things that you're ever going to fully comprehend, I don't think. So there's no point even trying. It's, instead, it's to be engaged with Yeah. rather than defined. I feel like it's very cancerian it's like sit in it feel it play uh-huh. with it make something but don't sit there and try and define it because it ain't gonna work with a cancer in my moon position let me tell you guys that's fun <laughs> that's 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 chris going joey i need a word yeah i need a word i need a word what's a word word me on this so guys i pulled a card and i i thought it would be a nice addition since we are like towards the latter half now um, please do the card name in the Rocky Horror Show. Yes. Well, yes. So um, 
the card, and I'm pulling from the Wisdom Keepers Inner Guidebook, um, 64 Faces of Awakening by, who is this? Rosie Aronson, or Ronson, PhD. And, uh, and so this is card 41, which equals a 5, which is interesting because that brings me to the magician in the 5 points, 5 elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and the word is Antissa. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It was worth it. <laughs> and, um, and it says, genius manifests whilst non-genius dreams. The gift is anticipation, the shadow is fantasy, and the siddhi is emanation. Emanation. I like that. Mm. I come when it is time for a new experience. A new world or life chapter is beckoning you. Every cell in your body is intricately linked, just as every impulse within you is communicating to the whole of creation. If you listen carefully, you can anticipate what is coming, as well as what is truly needed. You hold the key to your dreams in your own hand, and it is your responsibility to turn that key. But remember, you are not here to manifest your dreams on your own. Allow mm. others to participate, meaning the Norns as well. <clears throat> we're all connected. They're going to anyway, even if you don't allow. Uh, yeah, and they're definitely one and the same. Other people are the Norns as well. Um, and take one small step at a time. Pace yourself. Ask for help. Rest mm. when you need it. Mm-hmm. Don't overdo or underdo. Do not expect things to turn out exactly as you imagine. Then embrace the thrill of Antissa. Say it with me. Patient. Patient. <laughs> the questions are, where, is your, where in your life do you tend to feel too full or too empty? Do you tend to go back and forth between the two? Do you fantasize a lot but have difficulty making things happen? Are you so driven to manifest your dreams that you burn out? Track your thoughts in your journal today. How much time did you spend obsessing about the future or rehashing the past? Oops, talking about that earlier. Share a dream with someone you trust. Let them in. Let them influence the shape and direction of your dream. Co-create. To mm. It's all about connection and, and they co-create. There are three of them. Yes. Sisters. That's a good point. Um, the co-creational energies that move between the norms because they do not challenge each other in competition, but rather allow all things to flow freely between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there definitely is this energy of competitiveness which takes away. And this has been coming up in a number of different ways. It's been coming up in eclipse season. It's becoming like shadows of not being enough, of feeling competitive, of feeling like who am I and what am I I worth? I do think that there's an element of healthy competition that can be had in the right environment with the right kind of heart. I don't think that that's a nasty word, but I know to be kept in check. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think with shadow season, it's a major issue for a lot of people in the non-healthy way. Um, 
thinking that you are not enough is definitely a theme for a lot of people, myself included. I struggle with it. And not knowing even how to get to the point where you feel enough, because if you get into that trap, it's a vacuum that you're never going to fill it. It's, it's like a wormhole that you just keep chucking things down, but it's not ever going to be full. You're just throwing things through time and space. So the norms kind of interconnectedness and weaving together is definitely a lesson right now. So the point where there have been messages like, if you can't cope, go find a friend right now because those are the energies. Like go find someone who will hold that poison bowl for you, who will hold your hand, who will, who will give you honest advice but care, you know, honest but not asshole, right? Because they care but they know that like baby babying you is not going to help you ultimately because sometimes we need to hear the tough things but we need to hear it with a, a sprinkle of sugar like I love you but a like, spoonful of honey helps the medicine go down yes but also you still need to clean your chimney yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the weirdest euphemism ever well I don't know it worked together because the chimney sweep anyway <laughs> but yeah but don't be afraid to reach out i think with the norns because oh, yeah. the the more we hermit and close ourselves off from even the potential of connection mm-hmm. i think it feels like we're cheating ourselves i find it forward. interesting too that like there's a lot of conversation about community and communion and like just what that is as a whole or like connecting to each other um and the norns work in tandem yeah you know they are listening to each other beyond words they are in tune um not judging one another but a common goal help Mm. and something i've said before and i'm gonna say it again here because i think it's important and it does flow from the norns and their lessons about how we create things Mm. is i've said in the past that there's this idea that community is this thing outside the self that exists Mm -hmm. and you're either in it or not or you either feel that you belong or you don't and the more I have observed community the more I've come to realize that that's bull and what actually happens is community is something that we create all the time both on an internal microcosmic level and out there in the world it's all choice it's all decision-making. It's all whether we reach out and discuss and spend the time and make the effort and get to know people and allow people to know us. There's all these processes involved in community. Yeah. And, yeah, sometimes you need boundaries. Sometimes you're not going to get on with people. So, you know, you put your wall up and you move on. And you mm-hmm. don't fixate on that because that's not healthy. But community is a creation. And it doesn't just die because... It dies. It, community tends to die because we all stop caring about it. Well, I, don't, I don't know that it even dies. I think it just shifts. I mean, like, if you think about the fact that, like, so what you're saying is essentially that community is, like, something we create. It's something that we actively mm-hmm. work within. It's something essentially mm-hmm. that we are because we actively mm-hmm. being. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then we look at the Norns and we look at the process of fate and the concept from Norse culture and how you can change it and shift it and, and you know, uh, manifest what you want from, like, 
what your deeds are, what you do, how you, you know, uh, mm-hmm. how you win favor, etc. And yeah. with that in mind, with community, then isn't the literal process of soul isn't like all of us, just community, period. Yeah. So then how does that actually die? Well, I, I think you're only saying like that if you consider death to be the stagnancy. Like the a finite, end, yeah. Finite thing. I think, I think communities definitely die, but they can be rebirthed into different communities. Like I, I feel like that's cyclic of everything. Mm-hmm. So in the feeling of the norms where certain times communities do end, people grow up, people move away, people shift, and that's not to yeah. say they don't connect at all anymore, but perhaps those communities as they were die and then from those ashes different communities are born well and not only that so okay we also have to think about the the sort of the ecosystem and stuff right so we have to think about like the earth as a whole we'll say for example right now Mm -hmm. and what's going on society wise and what the earth needs and the Mm -hmm. energy that's being put out versus being you know uh pumped in you know given Mm -hmm. to things, the balance of things. Okay, so then it would make sense that different sort of manifestations of the same community, but with different functions and roles and sort of, um, uh, uh, what's it called, um, sort of like the the manifesto sort of thing, you know, like their ultimate goal and like what they stand for and stuff, is going to be recreated consistently mm-hmm. because it's literally like checks and balances constantly it's a scale that's constantly in flux it is um you know the the uh was it like the the pendulum thing where like they pull one ball and then it hits all the others and it creates a reaction and like our mm-hmm. communities ebb and flow we ebb and flow our trends ebb and flow look at the main culture like look at the change yeah. in society after 9-11 happened like there was a a very poignant change. Yep. And everything like that affects how other people act, how other, you know, like it's worldly. Yeah. Um, and so with that, it makes sense to me that things would naturally ebb and flow and nothing would remain the same. Again, the Norns saying change is the only consistent. Exactly. And yep. so we weave and we continue yeah. to weave. I think, and so we weave is exactly it. I think that's exactly the norms, and so we weave. Yeah. And we continue to weave, and so do you. Mm. Just keep weaving, just keep weaving. Just keep weaving. Yeah, that's a great probably actually fun. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the place we're ending it. Just keep weaving. Yes. Just we have um, some things to attend to with the fluxlings now, so we do have to end this. Um, but thanks for listening. We're interested in what your feedback is too. Uh, so find us on the What the Flux Facebook page or either Joey or I's. Um, Joey, you can find them your Story Ad Supplies at Facebook mm-hmm. or StoryAdSupplies.com, uh, ChrisAshburn.com for me, no H, it's C-R-I-S. And uh, and you can find me on Facebook under the same name with a bunch of, like, red uh, spooky rune paint on my face, basically. That's one. That mm-hmm. one. That's me. <laughs> yep. 
and uh, and let us know. Let us know what you thought of it. Let us know what you think of the Norns. What's your perception? Because here's the thing. Our perception might not be yours. That's the point. So we're interested in, like, hearing, like, what they look like. Oh, what they feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Let's weave together. Indeed. Thank you for joining us today. Stay fluxy. We love your faces and we'll see you next week. If you're looking for more flux, in the meantime, you can check out our links below. Oh.